Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads, a podcast all about beer from a West Virginia perspective. I'm Aaron McCoy here with my podcast co-host, Charles Bockway. Well, thanks, Aaron. We've got a great interview set up today with Jeff McKay, proprietor of Huntington's Summit Beer Station, and also he's the beer guy for the beer festivals in Huntington. So let's get right to Jeff. Jeff, welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you guys. Well, we've got another edition of the Wild and Wonderful Winter Beer Fest, right? Did I get that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, I, I, last year made it a little confusing with the cider, but we're, we're back on beer now. <laughs> well, tell us what's going on with that this year and uh, you know what you're looking for. Yeah, so uh, February 15th at uh, uh, the Banquet Space at Harley-Davidson, uh, we're going to kind of mimic what we've done the past couple of years, focus on a, on a niche style and... Uh, this year we should have about uh, 40 or 50 different uh, IPAs. Uh, so this is all about IPAs this year. Anything hoppy uh, will, will be well represented there, uh, both uh, regional, local, and national breweries. Yeah. What made you decide on IPA this year? Why that niche? Uh, for me, it was a no-brainer. Uh, just speaking from from uh, the retail side of things, uh, and, and at Summit, nine out of top ten beers every month. Uh, IPAs. It's always yeah, yeah. yeah. IPAs. It's always IPAs. Certainly yeah. popular. So it was a no-brainer for us. We we toyed around with other styles, but we had to do IPAs. Too many too many requests for it. Yeah, and, and let me get into that then. If it's IPA drinkers, but who is that target customer out there in this market? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think I could pinpoint a demographic. I mean, we see all uh, all walks of life at the bar and. Um, I think it's going to, strictly speaking about uh, the festivals that, that I help put on, these uh, winter niche festivals that we do probably are geared toward our VIP uh, attendees at Rails and Ales. So I, I, I think that maybe that's as close to a demographic as we can target, but, but that's about it. Yeah, so all ages like IPAs you find? Yeah, and, and certainly uh, uh, our well, the younger audience or younger customers at Summit uh, tend to skew that way. Uh, if not IPAs, they're into sour beers. So how are you going to differentiate the IPA festival then as far as from the normal IPA? Um, well, like what you had said, there's going to be national offerings, obviously you know, West Virginia offerings. Is there going to be a special beer or something Yeah, uh, stand out, I, I guess? So my approach always to the, the beer list, and that, that uh, entails Rails and Ales too, is to um, uh, balance it out in terms of styles and, and balance it out in terms of, of kind of what's traditional, tried and true, and what's, what's new. Um, so I, I think with this, it's going to skew more off the beaten path. I mean, we'll, we'll have some things that you certainly recognize, but uh, um, I, I push the breweries to bring something different. So uh, we, we announced yesterday that, that, that uh, High Ground will bring their double dry hop druid fluid and uh, peaches and cream milkshake IPA. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that's not even something that's normal, uh, necessarily normal for them. So, um, and as far as national retailers, we'll, we should have uh, rye whiskey aged torpedo there. So, uh, and a lot of interesting things from, from small to large. I think that brings up uh, what I would think would be challenging always for West Virginia beer festivals is how do you differentiate yourself from the taps people see every day at the better beer bars and stuff. Yeah, uh, and... and uh, for all intents and purposes, that's not that's not too much of a concern for me for Rails and Ales because we get so many new attendees every year that are, are certainly new to craft beer. Um, as far as my, uh, uh, or as far as Summit's concerned, 
uh, that's always in the back of my mind. I mean, when, you're, when we're curating a list, uh, uh, I want to make sure that this isn't something you can find at Applebee's or go to Kroger and, and find. So, uh, and I, I think that lends itself to, to almost being strictly European for us. Well, I know many folks, certainly from this region of West Virginia, say that uh, Summit Beer Station is the top beer bar in the state. And uh, I certainly have enjoyed it uh, through the last few years. I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, uh, you can't rest on your laurels. And so what I'm kind of curious about, Jeff, is how do you plan to keep Summit at the summit? Uh, it's, it's getting a, a, a group of employees. or Our staff is, is always on top of it. So I mean, we just had a meeting a couple of days ago about trying to maintain standards uh, and, and making sure that everything's presented properly. Um, so, and I, I think that, uh, a lot of important aspects of running, a, running a craft beer bar fall through the cracks in West Virginia. And I'm not calling out any one retailer or bar, but I think there's a lack of attention to detail. And, and that's what we've always kind of focused on, uh, uh, make sure that the customer is getting a beer that's presented correctly and that they're tasting a beer that is, is clean and just maintaining standards. And I, I think that, that our customers realize that, and that's how we kind of been able to press forward. Anything new coming up uh, this year, 2020? Some new uh, new features at the bar? Uh, well, without giving away too many details, we'll be expanding next door. Uh, I, it it won't be it won't be Summit 2.0. It'll be another concept, but all contiguous to the space. Um, as far as maybe uh, new beers and, and uh, new breweries, uh, Rodenbach is coming to West Virginia this year. So we've never seen uh, uh, that brewery. Uh, Victory next month. Uh, I don't know how many secrets I can give away. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Go that, ahead, give them away. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the new beer, if a new brewery comes into West Virginia, certainly a new craft style or a quality brewery, you're going to find it at Summit first. Yeah, we're normally first. on top of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I think that's something that I've talked about before uh, a little on, on even, I think, on one of our podcasts. But the fact that what a good beer bar proprietor does is expand the market. You push the market. You push your distributors. You're not just somebody that sits back and takes what people offer. You're out there finding beers. You're out brewing with uh, our local brewers doing special beers like you did uh, for your anniversary releases. And those are things that, you know, we need mu much, much more of that in our market. I, I think from my perspective, it's not that I'm consciously pushing people to do this, that, or the other thing. It, it's me uh, kind of selfishly wanting these things. <laughs> that works and, well, then. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I like to keep things fresh. I mean, well, uh, even some of my... Favorite beers we don't we don't put on tap really because we've seen them too many different times. So, uh, I'm, and, and on the same side of the coin, just because it's new to West Virginia doesn't mean that we're going to put it on tap either. So, it, it, just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. Uh, and and I'm I'm really choosy and kind of meticulous with the way we we put things behind the bar and on tap. Yeah. So you curate your taps. You don't just take well, okay, we're out of this. What's next? Uh, Who's, who's got a beer we can put on? Yeah, the, 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 we don't have, I mean, 20, 24 of the 28 taps rotate. So we, we've got two handles that we always constantly keep. But uh, 
other than that, uh, we don't we don't uh, we don't have an allegiance to anybody right. or anything. <laughs> There's not a strict rotation. Yeah. So has it been a, a good business model? Because I mean, it's I love it, but is it a good business model for for you know sustaining uh, employees and the owners? Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because I was I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, so uh, although it hasn't been announced yet, we we were selected on CraftBeer.com as as West Virginia's top beer bar in 2020. Oh wow! And congratulations! Uh, yeah, thank you. Back on top. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so four of the last five years, but um, they 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 send out a questionnaire and and they want you to uh, kind of dig deeper into what your business model is and the the. the the main question being, uh, how do you maintain uh, your your customer base, and how do you continue to make things uh, interest, interesting to the point that people want to vote for you year in year out? And uh, and you know what, I I never really thought about it until I got that question uh, because it's uh, for for me it's like a, a living breathing thing. Like this is always changing and and. Uh, and I think maybe by way of that, we, we have continued to be successful with what we're doing. So, Jeff, you don't just let any beer into Summit Beer Station. And I think you have some standards that are pretty high and maybe the only bar in the state that, that holds to that. Could you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, and I, I think you're, you're probably correct in that assessment that uh, we may be splitting hairs by only serving independent beer. Um, but I made a, a conscious effort to kind of transition to this style or this approach three or four years ago. Um, so as, as the market was uh, growing in West Virginia, we began to see more and more uh, what seemed like craft beer, uh, but uh, breweries that had either been craft at one point in time and then were, were purchased by, it, uh, uh, I don't know, a larger beverage company or, or a larger brewery. Uh, so at that point, the definition for craft beer is kind of thrown out of the window. Uh, and and I could see the confusion among my own customers, and um, and for me, it's kind of reaching a, a fever pitch <laughs> with with this confusion. So I had to make an announcement on the, or I felt compelled to make an announcement on on someone's uh, social media, explaining why we we chose this or choose this approach. Um, but the, my main concern is is not necessarily education, but uh, making people aware of what they're buying and where it's coming from. So if, we, if we're going to present ourselves as a, as a craft beer bar, we need to only serve craft beer. Uh, and uh, we get messages all the time about, are we going to get this beer from, from such and such brewery that's been bought out, whether it be uh, now something from Founders or, or any number of other breweries, and I have to go through this kind of spiel about, well, we don't, we don't sell their product anymore. They've sold out. So um, rather than kind of doing this behind the scenes, I made the announcement uh, in, in hopes of kind of, I don't know, giving people some clarity into why we, we've dropped some of these brands. Because for me, if I'm going to serve, let's say I have a short story beer on tap, and next to it I've got, I don't know, Elysian Space Dust. Uh, what, what reason do customers have to believe that these both aren't craft breweries? Right. Uh, so uh, uh, that's where I kind of have drawn the line. And um, as far as West Virginia craft beer needs, um, you know, for our state, what do you think we need to keep growing? You know, there's been such a craft boom, so to speak, over the last few years. How do we sustain that? 
I, I might get myself in trouble with this. <laughs> uh, we need more retailers to care about the product. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't want to call out any one person or, or any one business, uh, but uh, I think there's a difference in, in a business uh, adding craft beer to their, their beverage program and, and a bar or a restaurant investing in, in craft beer and taking care of it. Uh, n- not in the sense of, well, we're, we're just going to throw on uh, uh, a half barrel of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and then we're going to put on uh, uh, next to that some, some Nick Ultra Natural Light, and, and uh, now we're a craft beer business. Right. I, it's just, uh, I, I think that there are a lot of really great businesses doing good things with craft beer right now, and I'm sure Ron TNM Meats is, is killing it, and, and Grace always has an apothecary. We need, we need more Grace Hutchins in West Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think we see so much, and I even get contacted by a, a, you know, a new group or a new place that it's almost though that, you know, when I talk to the folks, they don't necessarily have a passion for craft beer. They're, craft beer's grown to the point that they think they can make money on it now. Right. Yeah, no, it's, right. a, it's more of a passion for making money. Right. Uh, I, I had the luxury of starting this at the right time. Uh, we started Rails and Ales in 2012, which seems like an eternity ago, but... Uh, at the time, we didn't have much to choose from. Uh, I can remember driving from Huntington to go to Pies and Pints to have good beer. So, um, and, and not to say that Pies and Pints has bad beer. They have fantastic beer lists. But um, we, we just need, we need more retailers uh, on board with, with what it takes to uh, care about the product. I, mean, I, think, I think for me, uh, making a living off this is just... Uh, uh, Part of the fun. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> something extra. I've, always, I've just enjoyed beer, so that for me, it doesn't seem like work. Yeah, well, you'd be a great partner in a brewery, too. <laughs> I had a feeling this question or this topic was going to be brought up. Uh, uh, there's, uh, uh, yeah, there's plans for that. Uh, there's nothing too specific at this point. Yeah, well, when you're ready, we, we're here to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Uh, anything else today, Erin? Uh, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered what we, we wanted to cover. This brings us to the close of another podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast host. Thank you for listening to West Virginia Beer Roads.